You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about marvin gay let's get it on in the room i have rob save the babies <laughs> ben <laughs> yeah and adam spear the whales <laughs> let's get it on is the 13th studio album by american singer songwriter and producer marvin gay 13th yeah absolutely motown child god wow. damn yep it was released on August 28, 1973 by Motown Records subsidiary label Temela, and it was produced by Marvin Gaye and Ed Townshed. The genre is soul and funk, and I'm going to read from All Music Review, Jason Inkey. After brilliantly surveying the social, political, and spiritual landscape with What's Going On, Marvin Gaye turned to more intimate matters with Let's Get It On, a record unparalleled in its sheer sensuality and carnal energy. Always a sexually charged performer, Gaye's passions reached their boiling point on tracks like the magnificent title hit, a number one smash, and you sure loved ball. Silky and shimmering, the music is seductive in the most literal sense. It's fluid grooves so perfectly designed for romance as to border on parody. With each performance laced with innuendo, each lyric a come on, and each rhythm throbbing with lust, perhaps no other record has ever achieved the kind of sheer erotic force of Let's Get It On, and it remains a blueprint for all of the slow jams to follow decades later. Much copied, but never imitated. All right, what do we think of Let's Get It On? This album is scientifically engineered <laughs> for fucking... <laughs> this album fucks. It totally fucks. It this totally album is does. very sex positive. Yeah. yeah, it is. I think it's cool. Right out of the gate. I like that gate. about it. Yeah. Have we had that yet? Just an album where like the statement is like, sex is good, sex is okay, sex is healthy. Yeah, but- it's not like taboo, yeah. Yeah. I don't think to this level. I think it's been... Have we covered Teddy Pendergrass? Ex- explored. <laughs> Would we have Teddy Pendergrass without this album? No. <laughs> I think it's been kind of explored before, but this really just like solidifies like baby-making music. Have we had here. moaning and groaning caught on tape yet? <laughs> I don't think so. I had read about that, and it said that this was... It, it, they didn't know if it was the first, but they thought... Is it, it where Marvin Gaye got him in the studio, told him their mom was dead, and turned out the lights? <laughs> no, no it's, it's not exactly like that. <laughs> but it was, I, I, I think, on like a, a commercially available album. I think that was like one of the first, like, of a couple, like, definitely on a, a, a officially released single, right? Because don't 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 forget, we also had just uh, Gainsbourg. Oh yeah, yeah, do, doing we, some moaning. Um, 
in the that 60s. Is, that's a really good There's point. a lot of like sure. giggling. That's like the yeah. giggling. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like There's yeah, some heavy sexual, breathing. Yeah. But this is a very... Was it Rocket Queen where Axel brought in the... Uh, <laughs> it's Rocket Queen. The, the, the prostitute the, and had the... The legend is, is he's, he's fucking we're, Steve uh, Adler's, the drummer, his girlfriend. Yeah, that sounds right. We're, yeah. we're going to get to that. Album. What about Marvin Gaye? <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, this record is very fun to listen to. Marvin Gaye is an incredible singer and performer. Like, it's hard not to like this record. Am I right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure we're all I, on the same I, page. I don't think it's possible to dislike Yeah, this I think record. that this is just, like, engineered for humans to enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, he's just, he's an extraordinary singer. Yeah, with so much personality in every line, he just got he's just got that falsetto. Yeah, I would say too his the doubling of vocals is what sort of solidified him into that transition from Motown into this like more funk soul, quiet storm. Yeah, they called it quiet uh, storm, which I love. <laughs> I'd never heard that before. I looked into I it. it. Yeah, uh, I did it get his namesake from. It was like a mid '70s Smokey Robinson album, right? right? I had written down the album success helped spark a series of similarly styled releases, such as uh, Smooth Soul Artist Barry White with Can't Get Enough, Smokey Robinson, A Quiet Storm, and Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's the way of the world. The commercial success of such recording artists led to a change of trend from socially conscious aesthetics to more mainstream, sensually themed music. So he basically, he started it. Yeah. You know what's funny is that that was the third draft of lyrics for Let's Get It On. It was first, a, like, he, they had the, like, the, 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 Rhythm. yeah, like the music tracks. And the first draft of lyrics was a spiritual song. And then the second go of it, it was a political song. Whoa. And then the third go of it was a, a sexual song can you since you know about that can you tell me about keep getting it on because it's like it's basically the same song yeah it's a refrain well it's like a reprise you you came already and let's get it on and then you have please stay and if i should die tonight period and then you start fucking in again with keep getting it on there are three points in this album where you should be fucking and yeah, I mean, look, what, what was it? Uh, Is he trying to inspire? Yes, you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, in, in a way. And uh, on what what's going on? Uh-huh. It's save the babies. Uh-huh. Let's get it on. Make make the, the babies. babies. They keep <laughs> yeah. getting it on. So it gets yeah, political a little bit. It does. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. making love, not like, war. Yeah, he kind of gets. He throws a little political edge in there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and a lot of people have characterized this as like uh, they like sensual let's or uh, what's going on like they yeah. they tr- try to like draw these parallels and it's easy to draw they're because there. they're there yeah, yeah absolutely on is in both, yeah, in both, both titles. titles yeah I, I remember being a teenager and discovering Marvin Gaye and like I had heard let's get it on just on the radio all the time and then I heard what's going on and I was like oh like he's got like this theme between this you know things I that, being on just for whatever reason like that's a phrase that worked for him it's like Kind of interesting that that those are probably two two biggest songs. But um, do you want to start a project and have a, an album called "What's Going Off" and then the follow up album "Let's Get It Off"? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
talking in some previous episodes about like an artist kind of stretching out and 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 pulling it together. And I think this album did after the success with what's going on. I mean, he didn't have a necessarily a direction. They gave him a lot of credit. They gave him more creative control, creative control. And I think, I think I'd read he had, a, he was, he was kind of scared, you know, like wh- what am I going to do for the follow up? How now the I? pressure's on to do this. That pressure got released, though. With, well, he, with, through the he, art of lovemaking. That's right. <laughs> he, he, he found inspiration yeah. through uh, a muse. Yeah. Uh, what, Janice Hunter, who he met through uh, Ed Townsend, I believe, and she was present in the studio. And I think he was, at the time, separated from his first wife. That Who is actually the sister of Barry Gordy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he eventually married uh, Janice Hunter. She was a second wife. But the recording sessions here was when they had just met and she was in the studio and that was kind of like that catalyst. He didn't have much of a direction. He's like, oh, I know. I'll write about wanting to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a strong desire. I mean, he. Qu- I think this I had read is like, this is the only album that they knew that had... Uh, quoted uh the wasteland the t.s Eliot <laughs> poem the wasteland because it has to do with like death uh life and sex yeah i mean it's pretty it's pretty awesome now, i read something uh interesting uh so marvin gay's dad marvin gay senior mm-hmm. uh was like a very fundamentalist like uh preacher type yeah and Marvin Gaye grew up with some, like, deep-set sexual hang-ups. Like, just thinking it was bad. And he he struggled with this through, like, part of his adult life. Like, he dealt with uh, impotency, and he, he struggled with, uh, like, sadomasochistic fantasies that made him uncomfortable. And then he went through a time of, like, reconcile... Uh, through like spirituality and like in the spirituality of sex, and then this album is kind of him like, wow. like turning that around, being like yeah. instead of repressing, he engaged in learning about yeah. the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really like positive record about spirituality and like what's what's wrong with it. Like you know, everyone has these desires or this. We have a connection here, like a not just. Not just like uh, he says, love and sex are you know kind of two different things, uh, and those together is like a beautiful, beautiful act. What's he, up? he said, uh, "Sex is sex, and love is love." Yeah. He says, "Have your sex. It can be exciting if you're lucky." I hope the music <laughs> that I present here makes you lucky. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of desire, did anyone else hear about when Marvin Gaye desired to play for the Detroit Lions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. that was during uh, the What's Going On sessions. Yeah. Okay, did you already talk about this? A bit, okay. yeah. So We touched on it. Yeah, uh, his his dad, I mean, he, I, in part of that, I think, was the sort of, I don't know if I would say sexual confusion or sort of wanting to be, like, more masculine mm-hmm. or do these, like, activities that were perceived as masculine mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. I had also read his dad was uh, like a crossdresser, and so it kind of really? like, and had, eventually had a, a murderer. Of, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Of course, we'll get to that. But will we? Are we getting more Marvin? Is not one more? Uh, here, my dear, should be on this uh, record. If it's if it's not, I'll be surprised. Um, but that like really sort of 
I guess moved his perspective of like sex, sexuality, and that sort of thing. And so the Detroit Lions is is one of those things where it's like he got up, he ran, he did like these like fit, physically active like. Yeah, I read that at thirty one, he wanted to try out because he had this like vision of himself. He's like I, he's like I stand in front of the all of the thousands of people in the stands, and I just catch this perfect. Do you want to be a wide receiver? I catch this perfect pass touchdown to win the game and he's just like oh you just want like glory yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah got it uh, okay. but he, and he tried to he really wanted to try out but the coach would not even let him try out he's like marvin like yeah he went like, to like like team workouts yeah, yeah. i want to say like, too somebody like barry gordy was like uh you know if you get hurt like you're not yeah, yeah. gonna <laughs> sing or do anything yeah they're basically <laughs> just like please don't like don't make us don't make us deny you and some of the is he made some pals on the lions and sure uh, he's marvin gay right well in <laughs> uh, in what's going on like during like the title track there's like background conversation like you're at a party and it's it's detroit nice. lions i yeah. love that yeah, yeah. Be, being a detroiter i always love stuff like that here my dear we're gonna get to we got a little ways Good. to go but Good. yeah i'm glad he's so well represented because yeah he's, i think that's right three three sounds perfect yeah, for, yeah. Him. Yeah, like, for sure i mean just like Notable and an innovator. Yeah. And so <laughs> apparently uh, Marvin Gaye was, at least uh, from the people that produced him, he, he was known for like punching in the vocals. Like there's already multiple uh, uh, tracks uh, of Marvin Gaye singing. He's singing back up for himself. But then he also, he would like, like he would punch in like the little like uh, flourishes he would do and stuff like that. And apparently, uh, uh, the producer Ed Townsend was giving him some, like, just kind of like jabbing him about it, saying, uh, like, he, he bet he couldn't sing a song from start to finish if his life depended on it. And Marvin Gaye took off his shirt and then sang, Keep Getting It On for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh and they, my and, like, they were God. recording, and I think they got all, like, the different, like, like the parts, oh. like, to, to, to build the, like, oh, build the song from, like, the different, like, layers and stuff, just from his, like, 40 minute take. Yep. I would love to hear 40 Marvin Gaye like at the same time. No, just stack them all together and just hear what it would sound like. Like a chorus of Marvin Gaye. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Make it happen. (laughs) You you know, it's a fact that if you take off your shirt, you you automatically win the argument. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well known dude fact. Oh my God. All right, here we go. (laughs) The hoodie is off. It's off. Oh, all right. Um, This podcast is going to go for another 40 minutes. (laughs) See, Marvin Gaye is making you take your clothes off. That is a really valid proof. Talk about something like uh, the song "You Sure Love to Ball." Uh, yeah. The, yeah. So I immediately thought of Little Richard, literally oh, yeah. the same line. I thought that was kind of wild. Oh, that man! I didn't even realize. Sure that. love to you. Sure yeah. love to ball. Yeah. yeah. Good golly, Miss Molly. I just thought that was so wild. Like 
It's he's a, bringing back like a motel, like a sort of like it's word for throwback. word, but a different song. That's, how how controversial was that lyric in like what fifty six? That's what I was wondering. Because like one of the things I love about Little Richard is that like he was I think that definitely was, like bearing. He was like with the genius. You think it just flew over everyone's head? I think it went over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. I think there are some lyrics. Hey, I also like, like to have a ball. All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could be. You could construe yeah. it as. It it's might like have been going the night to a ball. It's hard to it's hard to misconstrue uh, Marvin Gaye's "You Sure Left a Ball." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really hard. My wife. If was you're confused, listening. you can just listen to the background and hear people just banging. <laughs> um, my wife was listening to this record with me while we were oh. baking. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> no. Baking. But uh, but she at one point she's like, "What? What does he keep saying?" And I was like. He's saying, you sure love the ball. She said, no, that can't be it. And I said, Sarah, it's Marvin Gaye. And she's like, and then it, right after he said, you sure love to ball. <laughs> and she was like, oh, oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. This was the, I think it's the second single off this album. It was the third after oh, uh, Come Get to This. Oh, okay. Did really well, though. It did as well as it could before its just uh, evocativeness kind of limited how well it could perform. Yeah, we didn't really touch on how, you know, this was a bit controversial, but I, I didn't read too much about it being banned or, you know, no people holding it up. And like, let's get it on store. was like it was the best selling Motown yeah. single of like that year. But I find it interesting that. You know, it was mentioned like it was controversial to have this album, but then no one seemed to like. Well, really, I think uh, that the song "Let's Get It On," even though it's about getting it on, I think it's just such an earworm. And also, the the lyrics aren't explicit. That was like the price of entry. You know, like yeah, this huge single. People are buying the album for the single. Once you're once you're in for this, then you get to like you sure love to ball. And so at that point, you've it's already, you own it, and you're going to play it, and you're going to light some candles, <laughs> maybe make a pot roast. I don't know. Get in the bath. I don't know. Is that romantic? <laughs> you get in the bath. Get some wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should have dimmed the lights for this album. <laughs> Dim the lights, chill the ham. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, do we even need to go around the room? Probably not. No, no, it's good. Yeah. No, no it's so good. Marvin Gaye. Worth all of your time. Uh, I do really did want to mention. I do like the the album. The album sort of design those cool block. I don't. I guess they're not block letters, but they're sort of like rounded block letters. Yeah, it's like each one's carved out of a circle. Yeah. <clears throat> very cool and yeah. very cool picture of him. He could have easily put like a like a sexy lady on the cover or something like that. But it's like him sort of like in celebrating in the studio. Is that or a sexy man, very cool. about to. Uh, Oh, yeah, he's going to DDT that Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, it does look like he's he's holding a chair like a at WWE. Chair. <laughs> yeah, just like... Marvin Gaye from the top turnbuckle! I think he might be going after the ref. <laughs> I think he's got a beef. Uh, obviously, this turned him t- into, like, a sexual icon, and then it was like, that was it. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like, Marvin Gaye's, like, he went from, king. He went he, from political to sexual, or, sec- like, sexual icon really quick, but... You know, what's going on is the music of it is is sexy. Yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody, like, since him that sort of represents, like, sex more. Prince. I mean, 
Prince yeah, is, is a good example. Um, Michael then, Jackson. <laughs> no. You're trying to say uh, like modern? No. More modern? Just like, like anybody. Just I mean, like, I'm just trying to think of like... Sade? Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah. I, I think her. I think Madonna tried Bobby to Brown do a bit. was very sexy. <laughs> he saw nothing D'Angelo? wrong. D'Angelo's a good one. Oh, I think yeah, that's I think that's another. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like people like that that like will be remembered in the same capacity as like the defining icon. Well, you like know? People like his acolytes, like there's Barry White and mm. Teddy Pendergrass and Yeah. I mean, those guys. Lionel Richie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Lionel Richie. Yeah, but I still think Marvin Gaye, like, the, the. He's like the. Oh, he's the king. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to. I do wonder, though, with, like, young. Like, I wonder if we were to ask, like, you know, like a 19 year old, like, who do you think is, like, the icon of. of it's Post Malone. Uh, they Obviously. would probably say, uh, what's his name? Uh, 24 Karat. The gold, oh, uh, Bruno Mars? Yeah, like it's Bruno Mars like or something. Funky. No, yeah. he's like fun. He's not sexy. Like. But, you, you know, Marvin Gaye's got contemporaries. We've got Al Green. I mean, there's not... You're talking about I mean, slow jams. I guess I'm talking about, like, Tim, sexual Timberlake icon. was a sexual That's true. icon. But I don't think a 19-year-old would know who Justin Timberlake is. That's yeah. what's so crazy when, when you go there. Oh, well, that's, that's more, weird. It's more pop, too. It is true. Yeah. In the 90s, there was, like, a... Big push on this like adult contemporary like sexy. Yeah, that was big. I mean, like boys to men was like yeah, you know that kind of stuff. Even yeah. you know like it colored me bad. Yeah, yeah, just, a, lot of, just, a lot of banging in the nineties. Just something to think about. Just yeah. like I when you when there's some when you deal with somebody who's such an icon, I've always liked to try to like reflect on how like m- memorable they are. You know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, we've talked about it with like people like Jim Morrison or the Beatles or whatever. Just the level of icon status. Yeah. Hard to not enjoy listening to Marvin Gaye. Everybody's just sort of, you can. Yeah. That. Damn near impossible. Yep. All right. You guys are ready to get it, get it on? Experience some, some, some solid air. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next time we'll be talking about John Martin and solid air. All right. Thanks, y'all.